Good morning, Vietnam, and welcome back to another episode of Covered It. If you are new to the pod this week, this is your weekly golfy, non-golfy Irish podcast, where Patrick Cantley is a golfer outside the World Top 25, Kevin Yu is going to win the US Open, Freddie Couples wears no gloves, Aaron Rye wears two gloves, and Tom Kim is in the middle of an, sorry, and Tom Kim is a nomad with a nationality crisis. This is the show where we have an agricultural, medicinal, and new this week, we have an equestrian correspondent. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, then please stick around. On the pod this week, I am joined by none other than Ben Scott. How are you? Is that, is that an intro for both of us? <laughs> I'm great, oh, Patrick. Yeah. Patrick, um, that, that was so much energy for half seven in the morning. I love that. How are I you? The, the morning caffeine is just getting into my bloodstream. Um, I'm good. I'm good, Ben. I like it. I like uh, I like being on time for this podcast, but there's something about a coffee pod. It just feels Brilliant. good. It feels right. Yeah. Um, also on the pod this week, we have Scott Sullivan. How are you, man? I'm good. Morning. Morning, all. Morning. I'm good. Looking, looking um, at the sun kiss there, Scott. Where are you? Yeah, just uh, checking in from uh, down here in Portugal, down the Algarve. <laughs> yeah. Little, little week off work at the time, you know. Oh baby, any any no no golf clubs. No, the clubs were left at home. Um, family holiday. I'm the only one on the in the family who plays golf, so didn't fancy going around by myself. So I said, Do you know what? I take a week off. Um, yeah, the, the covered it podcast budget paid for it. We we said you were getting stressed. We sent you out there on a on a free holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of just for a bit of R and R. Well, anyway, good to see you, lads. Um, I'm just wondering, is anyone getting podcasters imposter syndrome yet? Um, I certainly am. The um, One of our other teammates on the pod, Will, was telling us a story last week where he was on his commute home from work on the on the train, or the dort, as they say, in, in Dublin. Um, and some randomer tapped him on the shoulder as he was listening to a bit of music or whatever and, and uh, said, I'm listening to your podcast. I just thought that was the weirdest thing ever. Um, I th- I thought it was weird that he actually recognised William to being on the pod because he never yeah, shows up. That's, that, yeah, that, <laughs> he, that's he only has a few caps. Yeah. Uh, um, keep, keep doing good work, Will. Work with, Will's the handsome one out of us, so that's why they yeah, recognise yeah, him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, we're fresh off our first guest, uh, <laughs> Mr. Matt Boucher. Um, so that was class, wasn't it? <laughs> That was a lot of fun. The the pod's doing really well. We're up to number two in Ireland at the moment. Um and it was just it was just good fun. I feel Thank like you very much, everyone. Yeah. By by the end of it, I think Mac had become one of our friends. So <laughs> we might get him dialed in next week, who knows? We should just add him into the WhatsApp group. Yeah, we'd love that. <laughs> just become um, a weekly feature on. <laughs> so number two in Ireland. Thank you very much, folks, for listening. Um and uh, we'll hope to keep bringing you the the good content. So shout-outs this week. First shout-out has to go to my main man, Kevin Yu, who's back from knee surgery. He's back swinging it. He's out on the range. He's out on the course. For anyone who doesn't know, we did a Majors preview podcast a few weeks back. And at the time, Kevin Yu was number two in strokes gained off the tee. So that's why I picked him for the US Open, not realizing that he was actually in the middle of a major knee surgery, um, which he's only just returned from. 
Um, he's probably so the US Open June, is it? He's he's not he's gonna have to he's gonna have to go through a qualifier if he's gonna make the US Open. He's probably he, not gonna make the US Open, but I just wanted to come back and prove to people that he's a decent golfer. He's probably still number two in strokes gained because he hasn't played any golf since. Yeah, so it's still gonna be outrageously high. <laughs> um, US so Open twenty twenty four. That's what yeah. we're backing. Is he in your stable, Channing? Oh, we'll get to my stable. Um. Maybe not this week, but I reckon he could get promoted at some point. Oh, okay. Any other shout-outs, boys? I've got a couple. Um, guys, I don't know if you know, but you are speaking to the proud member of Bearhaven Golf Club. Mm. Of, nice. Of the Bear Peninsula. Um, big shout-out. We actually had a good response last week. I asked for some listener interaction to find me a golf club in Ireland where I could be an overseas member. I mean, a couple, a couple of people reached out, but Connor Sheehan suggested Bearhaven. 136 for the year to be a member. Nice. Like, how good's that? That's a nice. steal. That is so, a steal. If anyone is looking we'll to, have to do go down it, and play it though. Oh, 100%. The captain's prize is coming up. I reckon I'll get a flight over. <laughs> you can play as my guests. Um, do they have like a do they have like a weekly singles or have you got the have you got the calendar yet so you know what day of the weekly singles I haven't, are? I haven't got that yet, but I will I will be venturing down. Honorable mentions to Sam Carroll who gave me the name of Sleeve Naman. Golf Club in Sligo, that was 250 though. And then Dara O'Keefe said Blessington, which was 150. So had some good suggestions there. I could have been all over the place, but I'm pretty happy with Bearhaven. Fair play to the clubs of Ireland for getting in touch. Yeah. Well, no, it was listeners. No, they're just, they're just <laughs> listeners, Johnny. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, Bearhaven, lovely. Can't wait to play it. Beautiful Will part of the world. For, they might pick you for the Senior Cup. Well, they, they emailed me my new uh, GUI. Actually, the GUI... Uh, acronym has changed to did you see that what do you mean no was it whs no it's it's no longer the gui it's now called the sorry cdh cd did he not i don't know i thought it might be combined something handicap when you joined so anyway i think i'll be giving my cdh and my handicap's gone is 2.5 so it definitely wasn't 2.5 when I stopped playing last year. So not sure that how that's happened, but we'll see. Junior Cup team, Bearhaven, here we come. Very good. Um, um, Scott, any shout-outs? No, no, I don't actually don't have any this week. Um, that's fine, that's fine. Um, so we'll move on to the congratulations section. So congrats to Wyndham Clark for his PGA Tour, first PGA Tour win at the Wells Fargo in Quail Hollow. Um, so it's obviously his, his first PGA Tour win. Can you guys tell me who also had their first PGA Tour win at the same event in 2008? Sm- Smiley Kaufman. No. Did Smiley win on the PGA Tour? No, he was also probably still in school but at, that, at that age. Um, Jason Duffin. <laughs> no. Boo Weekly. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, this could go on in fairness, there was actually there's actually also two um, uh, first time winners here, which which are interesting. So Rory was a first time winner. I don't actually have the year that he did it, but he was the fir- his first win was here in Quail Hollow. But twenty ten, yeah. But uh, in two thousand eight, it was actually Anthony Kim's first win on the PGA Tour at Quail Hollow. Oh, mm. so, so wasn't where too far it... off of Weekly. Where is yeah. he now? Where is he now? So um, yeah, I don't know. Do we have any where is he now stats on Anthony Kim this week? I have no, uh, no, I have no, I have no concrete stats. But the rumor is, 
is that he, like most golfers, take out insurance when they start their career. And basically got a really bad injury. And his he, he the, the the rules of the insurance was you couldn't play any competitive golf for, say, 10 years, and you, he got a $10 million payout. That's how much he insured okay. himself for. So, yeah. that, so the 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 word on the street is that he chose retirement and took the 10 million rather than trying to win that money on the tour whilst being injured. I did remember hearing something like that. All right. That is crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. It's also unconfirmed. So <laughs> wouldn't be like us to be talking about unconfirmed reports. Um, no need for facts on this podcast. Okay. So um, also congrats to Adrian Maronk. Mm, what a baller. Yeah. Hits a big so ball, good. that boy. Um, is that it? Is that him nailed on for the Ryder Cup now? Guaranteed. I actually, yeah. In fairness, no. uh, I I only kind of thought about that as he won because he is playing well. In fairness, he's showing up on a lot of leaderboards. Three wins in the last probably six or eight months. Yeah, wins at the Ryder Cup course. Yeah, he I has assume to, he has to be a lock. Got forever to play in the Ryder Cup, surely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Adrian I think Bronson, so. I was watching that. Did you see that? Is it the sixth hole on the golf course? Or there's one at the six or seven. It's a drivable par four. Um, yeah. But you have, to, you have to carry it all the way over water. Um, and I just think it's going to be unreal for the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Honestly, I, wish it, I wish it was like later in the, later in the kind of like the whole layout. But um, yeah. I think it's going to be unbelievable. The course looked so difficult. Like rough looked yeah. like knee high at some stage. They were struggling, like a lot of pros. Yeah. Like the cut was, I'd say the cut was maybe three over, was it? Yeah. So by the time the Ryder Cup comes around and they've grown up even more, the fairways are firmer. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be hard. Can't wait to watch yeah. that. Um, quick quack watch section here. Congrats to Robin. Made a, made a cut there. Good cut. Rob, Rob made the cut. Um, we can just move on. <laughs> That's quack watch. No, um, we're, all, we're we're back in action this week in the uh, okay. In the Bel the Soudal Open, in, which is in Belgium, in near uh, Antwerp, lovely, uh, like a fairy tale. Um, so yeah, a couple of lads are playing there, and then we've got an event next week in the Challenge Tour. So yeah, quack watch. Yeah, yeah we're looking for weekend work this week. Come on, yeah, yeah, back on track. Um, okay, so yeah, so moving on to as Johnny, Scott mentioned previously, yes, could I, could I could I just mention one more person in the congratulations section? You can, of course, yeah. Patrick, I'd like to congratulate you on your Junior Cup win. Thank you very much, Ben. Were you just about to come on to that section? Um, I had the Junior Cup down uh, as a smaller section towards the end, as no one would ever really want to hear. About I it. think I think we should recap because I unfortunately golf careers. Unfortunately, I wasn't there, but I would I'd like to just have a play by play on on what really happened. You want to get it in now? Yeah. Um. Well. <laughs> As I said to you before, it's bittersweet as one of my best buddies there, Scott, who was behind me in the group behind me, lost his match. So it was it was it was nice that I won, but it was hard to see to see Scott after that he lost because you know it's very important this junior cup. It was very it was tense. Um, so um, the first thing I wanted to say about it was it's just an all round class experience and thing that all around the country for this weekend and last weekend there were senior cup matches and junior cup matches going down to the wire in every single club around the country and you know people following the matches and like it just me it means so much to clubs like these kind of match play matches like yeah. like just a, 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 in general a shout out to match play golf 
like you just can't get those sort of nail biting down the stretch scenarios in stroke play golf well you don't get them as often you can't you can't replicate the pressure that you feel it doesn't matter what if you're playing a jimmy brune or you're playing a fred daly or what your handicap level is if you're playing against another guy and it's coming down to the last hole like you cannot replicate that and it's such it's such enjoyable pressure to play under it's just yeah like um i just yeah i just think it's a great tradition um like the kind of senior cup junior cup kind of match play scenarios like scott i don't know if you know but like we could tell from like the kind of older guys in our team that it just means so much to them like you know they're just like the texts yeah. that were flying around beforehand good luck texts and stuff like it just means so much to them to like let's go on a even run here, you know even not to not to spoil the the play out of shani telling the story of how it, how it all unfolded but like even like near the end following your match the amount of people who were like in behind from like Blackbush and like in fairness to shout out to people from Blackbush and some of the teams and people who came down to watch um because there was loads of people in behind watching your match and just everyone was like living and breathing by like just swing of a golf club like any kind of <laughs> shot that you hit or, or the guy you played um Gavin like every time Gavin hit a shot as soon as he hit the ball there was someone going shot Gav shot Gavin <laughs> good Gavin yeah, yeah, yeah good Gavin and then yeah. like Shani would hit one Shani would hit one they'd just be silent to hear me and William being like well I'm Shani <laughs> yeah so i suppose my main point is just that um like i know that um this is just the first round of the junior cup port marnock links against blackbush so no one really cares but it's just to give a sample of kind of the the feelings and the emotions and stuff that were flying around on the day like like to us this is our pga tour this is yeah. our Ryder cup do you know what i mean so it's just an overall like unreal cool golfing experience um like the nerves i don't know about you scott and like myself and scott were texting in the morning like jesus i woke up in the morning and the adrenaline was pumping first of all the match was at half four on a saturday when you wake up on a saturday usually you're heading out to the golf course getting ready to go or whatever wait i'm kind of annoyed i had nothing to do all day i was literally waiting around for that first tee all day texting me really (laughs) yeah texting you um and so that was the, the toughest part. You just wait. You just want to get your first tee shot off, and you have to wait till half four in the day. It was so hard. Half four is cutting yeah. a bit late as well. Yeah, yeah it like definitely got enough. It was. It was very. It was very kind of late. And in fact, like going down the way it all ended, going down the nineteenth and Shani's matches off, like it was pretty dark. Uh, yeah. Like you, you'd be looking back up the ferry, and you, you couldn't see the tee box or anywhere where you were coming from. It was like it was yeah. pretty close. As I said to you, it was pistols at dawn. Yeah. <laughs> there's the title for this podcast <laughs> um but anyway yeah um like woke up in the morning and i i nearly i nearly knocked myself out before lunchtime because i drove out to scott's and got a lift out to the course with scott and but like when i got out to scott's i fell down the couch and nearly crashed already like you know by lunchtime um just want to get in here a shout out to my caddy for the day ross gilson um who gladly said yes to taking the bag an absolute gent of a man and he got me around the course he's the reason why i got through it and um, he was just steady eddie all the way around he kept when he got to the course i said listen we'll go 10 percent today all right but and i think <laughs> kind of you know by the time we got to the end we were up around 18 19 and i reckon i could make it 20 now um but surely, yeah. surely surely a shout out Shani, to your mental coach as well andy keating Oh, Andy Keaton definitely yeah. gets um so one of our senior players on our junior cup team who who won his match comfortably at home, Andrew Keating, who's I must say is a is a keen listener to the podcast now. I sent him um a message the night before 
and uh, he sent me a few tips. But unfortunately, I actually can't give away the tips on this podcast because he won't let me. He said they're copyrighted. <laughs> giving out to me for giving away yeah, all of his jokes yeah. and uh, and tips on the podcast. So unfortunately, I uh, if you if you wanna if you wanna find out about how to play match play golf, you, I'm afraid you're gonna have to text Andy yourself. Yeah, we did win at home though, to be fair to him as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Two lads at home, two wins, and then three away. Uh, Colin lost on our team, I lost, and then Shani's match basically went to. Oh, will I give a play by play of like as, as a spectator? Yeah, watching I'd like me. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shani was, I lost my match and joined Shani on 16. Shani was one up, and then Shani flared one into the, the <laughs> forest. It hit a tree and came back into play, um, which oh, everyone in Blackbush has a lot of groans. But, oh, Jesus, the look at that, the look at that. Um, didn't matter because the guy Shani was playing went on to bury the hole. So he's going down 17 level. Then Shani's uh, playing partner cruised a, a rescue down the fairway. Shani tees up a three wood and skies it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to give the background in this story. Um, oh, yeah, you can give it. Yeah, so yeah. Your, man, your man, it's a short par four, tight. 17, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, yeah. and he hits a hybrid down there now I was a little bit longer than him all day so I should have just looked at his club and kind of gone a couple down or whatever but I was pulling three wood out of the bag and basically Scott had written a load of notes on the course the last time we would played the course so I took all of Scott's notes and sent them to my caddy so my caddy Ross printed them all out and on 17 it said six iron six iron it actually <laughs> said it twice and Ross is like, I think you should hit six iron here. And I was like, I'm going to hit three wood. And basically, I had put the three wood back in the bag and Scott was watching all of this happening. And um, then I don't know what happened, but I just decided to hit three wood again. Took the three wood out. There's a good 30 people watching me at this at this point in time. Would you say, Scott? Yeah, yeah. This was like, this was just where it was starting to really build of everyone coming down to watch the stretch. I think every year that I tell this story, it'll probably be, oh, there was, a good, there was a good 40 people watching me. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, there was a good 50 people there at this point. Um, but the the funny part of the story was I took the three wood out and um, was cocksure I was going to I was gonna hit, it, hit a bomb down the middle. And I absolutely skied it. Um, like there's a full on mark on the top of my three wood, skied it. 180 yards down the middle of the fairway, which was where a six iron would have gone anyway. So I just started, <laughs> I literally just started laughing. I started laughing. Um, perfect layup. Perfect layup. Um, but um, when I got up to the 17th green, I had about a, I'm going to say like just one of those ones, one of those six footers to have them at, to have that hole to go on all square up the 18th. And I, like, I just don't think I could ever explain to people well, obviously, people who have experience of playing match play golf in, in scenarios and senior cups and stuff like that. The the nerves, the heart rate, the just the difficulty of taking putts that distance when you're just you're just thinking in your head, please go in, please yeah. go in. Do you know, it's just so hard. It's just different gravy stuff altogether. Anyway, I managed to sneak that in the 17th. Um we went up the 18th and um, he actually did well to, to to have that one with me. I was kind of, I had a birdie putt that just missed and yeah, you, he made a good You had a good luck at winning that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, so we'd go down the 19th and it was a long par, or a par five. Um, I made four and he made five. So, um, but like when I, just to get, like when I hold the, the final putt, just to give you an idea of how much it meant to some of the teammates, like the first guy that came up to me was one of the, one of the one of our teammates who um is 
obviously more experienced than us and slightly older than us. He came up and gave me a hug and he was nearly in tears. Like, do you know what I mean? It just meant so much. There was loads of yeah. people watching. It was, it was such a tense affair and it was just class. Uh, an overall class golfing experience that I probably will never get again. Love it. Love it. The guy Shani played against as well the whole time we were like, uh, we were like, right, I hope we get that guy now. I hope that uh, just want to just beat him. And then though, afterwards when we finished, uh, turned out he was from Bantry. I know. No way. He was yeah, from West Cork. Yeah, the guy I was playing said it to me. He goes, "Oh yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, Gav from Bentry." And I was like, "What?" When I said to Shani, "Yeah, we were chatting to him after." Um, so where's the next round? We actually got uh, Castle Knock away. Castle Knock away. Where where's Castle Knock? Uh, it's near Phoenix Park in in right. Dublin, just kind of um in between Phoenix Park and Blanchardstown. Think- but um, apparently the course is is a beautiful course, apparently it's lovely. So um, I think that's the weekend. The weekend I'm home, so there's a caddy up Ooh. for grabs. I don't yeah. know. Ross done a good job now. You'll would you take nine percent? I'll I'll I'm on Scott's bag. I don't know what you're talking about, Shani. <laughs> um so nice. Yeah, that was a brilliant just a brilliant golfing experience that no one would probably care about. So you can skip on through that one, lads. Don't worry about that. Um so where were we? Okay, so we have a new correspondent this week. Um there was a lot of people giving me stick in the comments about how many lads that I have in my stable and come on, you can't just have everyone. So I decided to get in touch with um, one of our friends, Daniel Nagel, who is big into his horses. And um, I asked him just kind of roughly how big are stables and yards in Ireland and kind of roughly how many horses are we talking about? Dan said it totally and utterly varies. The biggest would be the likes of Johnny Murtaugh's with 200. They also have a number of smaller yards called satellite yards um, where yearlings go to pre-training slash satellite yards before going into full training yards like Johnny. That's, that's like challenge tour, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like challenge tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like little mini tours. Um, And then the largest yard in Ireland would be either Aidan O'Brien's on the flat or Willie Mullins on the jump. In Tipperary and Carlo, respectively. So that was interesting. I I I knew they'd be big, but I didn't think two to three hundred horses. That's that's a lot, a lot of horses. horses. That's a lot of horses. So I, I like, yeah, that's I like, more horses I, in my stable. Yeah, you're not allowed to have two to three hundred people <laughs> in your stable because you were not doing that on the podcast. Yeah. So I think um I think what I'll do is I'll I'll pick three guys in my stable. And maybe we can have sort of like a promotion and relegation week to week. And you guys can have a three-man stable as well. Do you think you guys would know who your three-man stable would be now? Yeah, I think I would, I'd say. I think if it was a three-man stable, like if I'm thinking of my three favorite golfers are like, mm. I'd have an initial week one starting one on the right. Yeah. Even off the top of my head, I think I can rattle off three that I would start with in my stable. Go on then. I think I could too. Uh, so, yeah, my start would be... Shane, yeah, um, Victor Hovland. I do love Victor Hovland every week, and then easy John Murphy. Yeah, nice, solid. Yeah, you like yeah, it would be uh, Robin C. Seagrist, uh, good one, <laughs> Chris Jansen, and Mateus Gradecki, my boys. I, I remember I we've promotion to... relegation every week now, lads. Yeah, I, no, I, I chose to not get rid the, of those. The, the quack golfers in because I was like, they already have time on the podcast, yeah. so I was like, you're I never gonna be able to. You're never going to be able to relegate John Murphy, like. Um, no. I reckon I'd go Sungjae. Oh, that's such a shout, yeah. Stahith the Gala. Mm. And 
either Tony Fino or Aaron Rye. Aaron Rye. I'm going to remember this when next week when you log on and you're like, oh, my my boy had a good week. No, Shani. <laughs> no, you picked your three. Let's go, Tony. Oh, actually, go, Tony. actually, on the Aaron Rye subject as well, the just to briefly touch back on the Junior Cup, I'd like to point out the guy I was playing was a very nice fellow. No, he, was he, wasn't nice double, he wasn't a double glover, was he? He, he? he was a very, very nice guy, and I want that put out first. And he's a very, very lovely golfer. Um, but... It was just three things that just drove me mad. Um, one was, one was. This is just. It's not just him. This is across the world of golf too. He had a tour bag. Mm, uh, really, we're playing junior cup in Blackbush against a loser like me. Come on, man. And then bag, yeah. he has iron covers. Uh, I just they're just two big ones for me. And then the pace of play was 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 slow. Um, oh, really? Wasn't mad on the fast golf. Um, again, lovely fella, great golfer, but it was it was slow. Um, you were, a couple, you were you were a couple of holes behind me actually at one stage. Amateurs having tour bags. I have seen okay, like there are exceptions where okay, maybe you're allowed to tour bag if you need to have like a big camera or something in your bag, like do you know, get a big pocket or like do you know, if you gave me a reasonable explanation as to why you have a tour bag, okay, I'll, I'll listen For, to you. But other than any, that anyone who anyone who can't see Ben and I are here just shaking our heads. Nah. Yeah. Not, no, look, I like, just I just no. How do you get it? How do you fit it in your boot? Like, anyway. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Um. Okay. So we're into hole fives. Hole five and hole five was kind of hard. I I stuck up a poll or took up a question box. Didn't get a whole lot of responses because I just think there's not that many fifth holes in Ireland. Um, and when I went through the ones that I'd played and that I liked, first one I thought of was Portrush. Um, which yeah. the last couple of podcasts I've actually mistaken it for the third hole and the fourth hole, but I can confirm it is the fifth hole. You hit it's this dog leg right. You hit you hit it off the tee. You choose how much uh, kind of rough you want to cut off, and then the green is like a, a an infinity green onto the beach of Portrush, and it's beautiful. And I don't think there's a better fifth hole in Ireland. There's a couple of mentions. Uh, Lehinch Scott, do you remember the fifth? Um. I don't know off the top of my head. What was it? Hold on, let me go through them. One, two, three, four. Five. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good hole. Some said the fifth. Yeah, um, yeah eight. like three three to nine for me, anyway, in the hinge. Any of them could be the best number of that hole in the country. Those holes are incredible. What, um, is, the be- what is the best hole in the hinge? Because that's got to be in here somewhere. Is it front line or back line? Do well, they have... for me, it's probably front line. Front line, they... I'd say. But... Do they have like a signature hole? Uh, I'm sure they do. Again, I've only played it once, so yeah. I don't know. You might um, need to get a, a correspondent in for that. Um, yeah. Uh, do Dave we have Ger- Parkland? Uh, we do. Uh, so, first up, Dave German had fifth of Strand Hill. Strand Hill is a seriously underrated course. I've, I played Never it played once. It, yeah. I really want to go back yeah. and play it. Um, and then someone said Dukes. And the fifth and Dukes is actually like an inland one that doesn't really have anything to do with the sea, but it's actually very nice. I, I, I really like the- it. It's no, it's the one that you you lost, you nearly lost your ball on, because you were, you landed on the back of a hill. I remember you were running around like a headless chicken for ten minutes. Oh. <laughs> um, um, that's a tough hole, is that? It is tough, but it's a nice hole. And then uh, Andrew Scannell, I'd already written this one down, but he said the fifth abandoned. And I know I'm very, uh, yeah. I'm very pro abandoned, but the fifth underneath the old castle, I think that's a beautiful hole. I agree. Uh, one that came into my head randomly as well is. Isn't it the fifth hole in Woodenbridge where that guy got hit no. in the head? No. Uh, well, sorry. Funnily enough, sorry, Scott. When you said I was looking up Woodenbridge, um, course, 
there because I really want. Really, no, that's the fourth Scotch the tree. Wait, are you talking about the in Wooden Bridge where all of the trees are on your left and it's kind of like a it's kind of like a dog leg? Oh, no, no, I, was the, I was thinking of the hole before that. No, no, it is the fifth Scott. Yeah, where you kind of high up with the trees, yeah, chain on your left. Yeah, and we hit those, we hit hit those slingers. Yeah, I like that hole. I really like that uh, hole, yeah. That, I love Woodbridge. That'd be one of my favourites in Woodbridge. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm, I'm going for that too because I, I just really want to get something in Woodbridge in there because I love Woodbridge. Some of my I, favorites. I do think that the winner uh, has to be Portrush. I was thinking as well that there was lots of holes that I was like trying to think of a best fifth hole. And that hole, I think, is actually one of the best holes in Portrush. So, yeah, I think we're wrong. Oh, that's never going to show, but I think we're wrong. No. I think it's the sixth in Woodenbridge Index One. Is the one you're thinking? No, of. no, it's not. It's the one before. Okay. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. The Index One with the trees are like literally on top of you on the left. Yeah, the whole this shape the one, of the hole. This yeah. is the one before where you're higher up on the hill and you hit okay. down. Your man got hit uh, in the head. Yeah, the video. Your man getting hit in the head. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know? No. What are you talking about? Oh, this oh. guy just teeing off, and some of the par three is just before it, and the tee box is in up behind the green, and there's a guy just teeing off, and no, he doesn't shout for, and he's just, just like over oh, the horrible. ball, just addressing the ball, and he just gets clonked on the head with the ball. What is this? Just some video on YouTube or something? It it went yeah, viral. It, it was on like Joe I'll I'll I'll. Stitch oh no it way! Wow, yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, I wonder um how sore it is to get hit in the head by a golf ball. I Scott, I know Scott brought up that I hit him twice with a golf ball, and uh, my parents was re- were recently on holiday with a couple of their friends, uh, Will's parents, and then another um, another couple, um, Dave and Tori Baker, and I was playing the cash and course in Ballybunion once. Dave Baker, he's he's very much gotten into golf, a uh, lovely fella, um, but at the time he hadn't played that much, and I stood about twenty five yards in front of him, but very much to the right, on top of a hill. He's thinned the ball straight at me and I've it's come at my head. I've turned and it's hit me in the shoulder. But I've fallen backwards off this hill and rolled down this hill and he's come sprinting over the hill thinking he's just knocked me out <laughs> over the top of the hill. <laughs> anyway, he was, he was listening to our podcast for the first time whilst on holidays with my parents and he was like, it's a great podcast, but I'm really worried he's going to bring up that story about me nearly killing him. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave, that one is for you. Yeah, I'd love to hear, like, there they are funny stories when people hit, like, okay, obviously, um, Disclaimer here, I assume there's some bad stories out there about people getting hit hit by golf balls. But if there if people do have any funny stories about getting hit by golf balls, please send them in. Send I know I've only done yeah. I know I've only done it once. Um and oh it's it, like it, so I did it to uh, Peter Matthews lads. And, uh, but it was a really, oh God, really it was a really sore one, like really sore. He was walking in so sorry, I played a wedge shot where I I completely bladed the wedge. Um, over the back of the green and we were just kind of messing around and do you know the way when you're messing around if you hit a bad shot you want to drop a ball down straight away and correct it so I bladed the first one <laughs> and uh, Pete obviously saw me hit the shot and walked in front of me about 20 t- yeah about 20 yards in front of me um, thinking that you know I had played so I was going to move on and without looking I dropped another ball straight down and um tried to correct it and bladed the next one straight again. But when I mean blade, I mean like literally um, ankle height above the ground, like ankle height above the ground. And I hit him bang on that kind of, uh, that uh, kind of bony part of your ankle, the kind of proper oh. ball, bony part of the ankle. And he was in pain. Um, I felt, I felt like so small. I, I just felt like such an absolute arse. 
Um, so that's my only experience of hitting someone with a golf ball. Um, it's never hit you with a golf ball. Yeah, I've been hit once by a golf ball um, right in my back after I had <laughs> right in my lower back after I had a six month um, lower back injury only <laughs> um, a few months beforehand. So, yeah, it's funny what golf can do to you. It can beat you up. But um, yes, listeners, please send in some funny stories about getting hit by golf balls. Let's leave out the um, the legal uh, ones that have gone to court. So are we? So are we? Are we deciding that the Portrush, the fifth hole in Portrush, goes into our? Yeah, so. I'm happy. I'm happy with that. Yeah, and uh, sorry, is the fifth hole a par three? No, no, par okay. four. I don't think we have a par three yet. Do we? Did we have? We got? Have we put one in yet? We're going to need one. Honor, um, honorable mention for the fifth in Carn, which is that par three down by the water. Oh yeah, sorry, that is a nice hole. It is. No. Yeah. No, it's. Yeah. I'm just, I know the hole is. Is that definitely? Yeah, it is the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. But still, um, I choose part. part threes. First in Doombeg, second in Waterville. Did we pick third. the third in the old head? We probably should be writing this. No, down fourth in the old head. Um, yeah, we should. Third, where's third, the third? Third in Waterville. And where's the second then? Port Salem. Oh, yeah. This, so they're this all is gonna, fours or fives. This is going to end up being a par 78. <laughs> yeah. So we need, okay, we need some par threes. Plus also, we don't have a parkland hole in yet, do we? Oh, give over, Shani. I don't like fucking golf. <laughs> Just not as good. Just not as good. I agree. Okay. Um. Right. That's that done. Um. And we are moving on to golf Twitter. What's been so, going on? Oh, yeah, what's going on? I have a sort of an outside-the-box take this week. Shock. Dermot Kennedy popped up in Devitts this week. Um, to play a bit of a jingle and a jam um, randomly and I just think it's unfair that music lovers can randomly sit in a pub and listen to their favourite artist sing them a few songs over a pint of Guinness strangely one night and I can't randomly just play nine holes with Adam Scott or, or something do you know what I mean I, why don't I they actually... just show up to courses and give an exhibition they don't show up to give an exhibition, but they will a lot of the time just show up, play a random course when they've landed in a country. A good example, mm. Eric Van Royen, he missed the cut on, he must have missed the cut in the PGA or else in the European Tour. And he was, I think he was flying over because he worked, he works with an Irish uh, agency. Um, he was flying over to play in Royal County Downs. He played with Tom McKibben and um, the guy who runs the agency and stuff. But he landed in Dublin Airport and went straight to Halfpenny Driving Range because he was like, he was so oh, yeah. not, he was so annoyed about missing the cut. He went straight to half penny driving range. That would be some crack if you were there working behind the <laughs> bar, like, and you were just like, "Oh, I'm just going to watch Eric cruise out a few forearms here." Um, like, yeah. I could just, just imagine Shani finishing like a shift in work and just being out in the half penny driving range, just being like, "Eric, I was like, just trying to find a slot here, man. Just trying to find that slot, you know, just get my hands in behind it." Oh yeah, um, cool, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to leave. No, no, Eric, go on, stay, stay, stay. I I also heard a story. Uh, Victor Havland was on a pod telling. Something about when I think he was off for a few weeks and he was playing with his mates and they have some app in America where they book tea times and stuff and they booked a line but they put Victor Hovland's name on the line um, oh. and then like so they did I think they only did that like an hour before the tea time or something and we're at whatever whatever club they were at um like screenshots and messages started flying around WhatsApp groups and then <laughs> when Victor when Victor got to the first tea there was like a hundred. 
100 people there to watch him and all of his yes. mates play like and he let all of his buddies tee off first like in front of like a huge gallery <laughs> that's so funny that's yeah. yeah um so you'd like you'd think you'd be like sick of it and you'd be like i just want to play a quiet round somewhere no one knows i don't me. think yeah it's funny i just don't think they can like if if you're a professional golfer and showing up to play nine holes in some random course people are going to follow you like yeah sure remember the lads that are in the hinch and stuff they played oh before. yeah yeah so yeah um jt ricky and jordan jordan yeah that's cool strangely enough there was no one out in the links uh saturday afternoon shenny following um following draco Malfoy around the course yes get away um, tom tom Felton. Felton. Yeah. yeah so shout out tom felton he was uh felton or fenton felton isn't it um was out on our golf course playing in front of the junior cup um, and then he was in the bar uh, drinking with some of the lads from the junior cup team or he's around the corner drinking. Yeah, Matt, um, uh, like, did he have like 20, a big group of them and they were playing, were they playing 13 courses 10, in seven days or something? Or something like no, I thought it was 10 courses in seven days or something. Some of that, or, or they're definitely playing 36. They had played Baltray the morning of the links. Yeah, so they arrived down late and they held up the junior cup lads from, uh, from in behind. <laughs> being a Harry Potter actor as a kid, that is a dream golf setup for life. Like you make all your money from Harry Potter and then you just play golf for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Draco because, Malfoy, how good. It's funny, Um, we actually went back to the club after uh, Black Bush to have a few points with the junior cup lads to celebrate the win and they were telling us the story because Draco was in the bar after. Just He kind of left just before we got there. And he said that um, the lad said that Draco came over and started chatting to them afterwards um, and he was chatting to them for a good bit and gave them a good bit of time but um, as soon as one of the outlads as soon as one of the outlads said oh my son is a big fan of yours he just like right drank up and just left okay. <laughs> like, I think at the start he, he thought that they didn't have a clue who he was oh gosh do you want to know an interesting fact about it's very hard to tell stories when you guys are Giggling at Sorry, no. I was the fact that you you kept calling him Draco, like that's his real name. Yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry. yeah, that's what I'm laughing at too. I'm like, I'm like, nothing. It wasn't Tom Felton. It was Draco. Like, as if one of us be like, come here. What was Voldemort like? I mean, like, I know you might miss him and all, but what was he like? Just on and on, you know. Um, do you want to know an inter- interesting Harry Potter fact that involves Draco? So Draco is. Oh yeah. You would say Draco is a very main character of Harry Potter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's yeah. the main main villain, really, or not the main villain, but like. He is in so how many Harry Potter films are there? Eight. Eight. Eight and what they're combined like at least two hours each, maybe. So sixteen hours of Harry Potter. And the rest. Yeah. He he is on screen for less than twenty five minutes. What? How's he how's how's he such a main character and he's not on screen? That's why that's why he's such a good golfer. He'd loads of time to go practicing golf. That's thirteen minutes filming our Shout out shout out Ron Weasley. He he um apparently was just playing golf Rupert, all the Rupert, time Rupert Grint yeah, Rupert, Grint, yeah. Rupert was yeah. two, mad into the golf the two Weasley brothers the twins love it as well they played in the BMW PGA Pro-Am last year yeah one of them played one of them played uh, with uh, Peter Finch on a YouTube video I think recently so they're all I don't I don't know their names, golf course so they're, they're, the... gonna, they're gonna be Fred and George for now yeah Fred uh, and George must have been one at Hogwarts I wonder was Harry a good golfer? I don't think so. Yeah, do you know the way that like uh, do you know like Columbus has like a nine hole course? Do you think that uh, uh Hogwarts had just like an own twelve hole or nine hole <laughs> out the back somewhere up in the hills? I wonder what the golf name of or I wonder what the magical name of would golf have been for golf in the magical world. Also like what, what... 
uh, some dickhead would just like would use his wand to put the ball in the hole and like that's the end of it you know I know but like there must have been like I wonder where you're playing and all of a sudden <laughs> do, do you know when uh, <laughs> you know when some Quidditch... dickhead would use his wand <laughs> to put the ball in the hole <laughs> oh my god this you know, is this is digressed so much what are those things yeah. in um, what are those things in Quidditch that uh, um, the snitch the bludgers, yeah, the bludgers. Yeah. Like you're playing playing down the fourth fairway, you get hit by a bludger. It happens. Um starting okay. starting starting to feel, see a few plot holes in Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 Not so lifelike after all. Are you are you a Harry Potter guy, Shane? Oh, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, love it. Yeah, love it. I, I was actually a really late convert. I kinda I kinda rebelled against it because it was it was too mainstream and now I love it. Does <laughs> anyone have anything um does anyone have anything from Gobsford that is of interesting Sorry. content? Yes, on a serious yeah. note, um, uh, Brendan Lawler came out, and I actually saw this when he when the D- DP yes. World Tour tweeted a few videos of him playing at one of the events. I actually saw the comments, and I I couldn't believe it. I thought, like, I know Twitter is a cesspit of of just horrible people, but I just like why why bother commenting some of that stuff? And fair play to Brendan, he's come out and said, look, at negative comments about his his height and his disability doesn't really affect him. But he does a lot. You can see how there's some guys on tour that it would affect. So I just think fair play to Brendan for coming out and saying, "Look, this stuff doesn't affect me." But what? Why bother comment it? Like, if, look, if you want to think it, you're just a bad person. But you don't need to spread that across social media. So he came out and he had a really good post and he got really well received for it. Um, and I just would like to say, uh, yeah, fair, play, fair play to Brendan. Fair you're play an, for shouting that out. You're an inspiration. Yeah. You're living the dream that we all wish we could do. You're an unbelievable golfer. So yeah, fair play to you. Yeah, fair play, Brendan. People are just absolute gum beans, really, aren't yeah. they? Like some of the stuff that comes out, like absolute keyboard warriors. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and like I suppose that's topical as well. We could sort of sense in our interview with Mac last week as well that he's had some abuse in the past as well online from keyboard warriors. So, um, yeah. we don't, we don't like need I'm, anything down with that sort I, of thing. I'm all for tagging Daniel Levy. And fixing Spurs club, like go for it by all means, go for it. No, that's what I was going to say. Just, I just don't understand what goes through people's heads when you're just sitting there watching something, being like, I'm just going to tag this person. And just like some of the stuff that people tweet or DM and stuff, it's just absolutely horrible. Trying to get a cheap um, laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you, well, yeah, what, is, what reaction are you trying to get? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, to be uh, fair, I was, um, I was shocked by the Brendan Lawler yeah. comments. So, like, just Horrible. Brendan Lawler's our very own Irish disability golfer, and he got some fairly abusive comments online this week on Instagram. Um, if you haven't seen it, but uh, go to his Instagram and look at his post, and he um outed them. Fair play. This, this would be my call out for if you ever see your friend, because because they are somebody's friend who's making those comments. So if you ever see your friend mm. making a comment like that, just call them out, and I would advise not yeah. to be their friend anymore. Like, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, fair play, Brendan. Right, lads, anything else? I think that's kind of oh, all that's been going that's on, right? I'm taked out um, yeah. at 8.20 in the morning. That was good. I, I, I could really get bored with early morning tea times. And then I could, because it gives me a bit of time to get my flight to Bear Haven so I can play in the, <laughs> the Tuesday singles. I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to playing it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, folks, um, that's it this week. Um, just a teaser for... In, coming up in the next few weeks we've already recorded um our interview with our second guest um and honestly you will not want to miss this one it is a really really interesting interview with a very very impressive individual um so 
watch out for that one coming up in the next few weeks. We're not sure on release date yet, Ben, but um, I would we'll say soon. I don't want to kill people with podcasts this week, so I'd say maybe Monday morning. Um, we might put that out, but that was it was a lot of fun. We yeah. honestly we could have talked to him for hours. Um, gave yeah. us really good insight into just the golf world and stuff. And now, if anyone has a third guest for us, just send them our way. <laughs> anyone knows yeah, well, Tiger Woods? <laughs> just building our way up to Aaron Rye. This is it. Look, we've got two now, so we've got a bit of bargaining power. I think I think I might spend the week just hardcore DMing after, after me saying don't reach out to people. Hardcore <laughs> yeah. DMing Kevin New just to try and get him. I, I just think it's doable. I've, I know. I think we can get. I've already DM'd De- get him up, you know? Denny McCarthy. He won't reply to me. Yeah, oh, Denny. He may have blocked me. Uh, give, give it time. Yeah, we, we got have a lot of counts to uh, see him <laughs> on. So. <laughs> Right. Oh, that's sorry. If you, yeah. One, one last. We we're running a giveaway. Um, on the Quack Instagram. On, Mac Voucher. on yeah. a alongside Mac Voucher. So we've teamed up with an Australian company called Rip It Grips. They're really cool grips for your clubs. We're giving away a full set of iron grips. Uh, we're giving away one of our Springer bags. We're giving away a pair of joggers of your choice. So all you got to do is like, share, comment, sort of thing. And while I'm here, you can get fifteen percent off on QuackGolf.com if you just use the discount code Covered It. All capitals. You can get ten percent off on Seed Golf Balls. Fuse covered it, and there is at the moment there's a fake uh, quack golf Instagram <laughs> profile going around who's trying to fool people with the giveaway. Their username is quack dot g o l l f, but they've blocked all of us, so we can't report it. Um, so just a heads up if you get if you get followed by a quack account, it's not us. God, there's some snakes out there, isn't there? I, sh- I should have got that housekeeping in at the start, but here we go. The internet these days, huh? No, can you believe anyway. them? Cheers, lads. All right, lads. See you later. Thanks, guys.